Hello and welcome back to the Athletes Agency International Podcast. We're back with another episode and this week we are touching on how Athletes Agency came about and also we give a little insight about you know what are our core values and how important it is to keep these core values. Um, we hear all this from the man himself, David Hodge, um, who I like to call Mr. College Sports. Uh, David Hodge is one of the founders of Athletes Agency, and he gives a little bit of background on how everything got started. Um, I want to thank David for coming on. It was such a great time speaking with him about uh, you know how Athletes Agency came about and all of his endeavors. He's done some really amazing work. So I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. And yeah, enjoy, and thank you for tuning in. Dave. Hi, Joseph. Hey, can you hear me all right? I've got you loud and clear. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I first off want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on to the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to have you share your story to all the listeners and, you know, give them a background on how Athletes Agency came about and also a lot about you as well. You've done some really amazing things in your time. And uh, I'm, I'm really interested to dive into those things. Thanks, Joe. Well, there's literally no one else I'd rather be speaking with at the moment about no other topic. You know how passionate I am about this, so uh, definitely ready to dive in. Awesome. No, um, I know like your passion is it's, it's really great to be a part of and you know learn from you as well along the way and I tell a lot of our athletes when we're on the podcast and they mention you like I say that you're Mr. College Sports uh you know you know it like the back of your hand and you're very passionate about the opportunities um so it's it's a pleasure to have you on um you know you you've done so much in your time uh and I want to you know start with you as a player a tennis player um you know you're from Australia uh, you attended Baylor from 97 to 2001, and you were not only a top athlete, but also a top student. Uh, can you give the listeners a brief background of, you know, your youth tennis career before you even got to college? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm obviously going back a long time, but uh, I, I grew up in country Queensland uh, and um, I, I am the son of a nurse uh, and a school principal slash teacher. Uh, so my introduction to sport was certainly in the in the school playgrounds, um, you know, before, during lunchtime and after school. Uh, and the story goes, I've been told that uh, the the local tennis coach was doing some lessons on the school court and um, I toddled down uh, with my little kind of, uh, you know, sawn off tennis racket for my size and stood at the back and uh, basically any ball that, that uh, came through, I gave it a swat. Uh, and when I got good enough at that, the, uh, the coach... Alan Harris, I still remember his name. Uh, Harry is still coaching up in Mackay, uh, and uh, he decided that it was probably time that he started charging my father for lessons, uh, <laughs> seeing as I was hitting a few. So that was my great introduction to sport, and I, I would say that, uh, you know, that was the foundation of my passion, not just for, um, you know, for sport, but, but education and a blend of the two. Right. I know. That's amazing. And, you know, you took it from there and you, you made your way to Baylor. Um, you know, 
especially at that time, it's, it's much different than the recruiting process now. I can only imagine how did you come about a college opportunity at that time? And, you know, who, if there was someone that helped you along the way, who was that? Or, you know, how did you uh, go through that process yourself? I was, I was really fortunate. My parents are fantastic and, uh, and, and, and still are. Uh, hi, mum and dad. Um, and they instilled in me a, a great respect for not just education and sport, but, but also following your passions and, um, um, you know, really get, getting after it. And I think I didn't know too much about the U.S. college pathway in high school. I was traveling around the country, playing a lot of junior tennis events, uh, doing fairly well. Um, obviously, just a fantastic experience. All the, all the, um, uh, the uh, I guess, the things that you learn through being involved in sport um, at whatever level you're playing at can certainly cross over um, into other aspects of life. And I felt really fortunate to be involved in, in tennis and um, the U S college pathway were one of the, one of the few, if not at that stage, the only options to continue to study uh, and, and gain a, a degree uh, and continue to play sports. So towards grade 12, which is senior year, in Australia, uh, my father spoke to me about it. It was really important to him um, that I continue to to um, to gain a degree, to gain that life experience, uh, and also, uh, I guess, make sure that I had a, a backup plan. Um, now that I think back, I'm not sure if it was. Uh, you know, if it was exactly a backup plan, what was also it was definitely something to keep all options open. Um, so I was recruited by uh, a few different universities. It, it certainly wasn't something. My father helped me uh, a bit. I mean, even I would admit now, and I admit to others that we really didn't know a lot of how it all worked. Um, we knew there were opportunities. Um, we'd had a look at the map we understood the divisions maybe probably definitely not as as well as i do now um and a, and a couple of coaches were calling um and i could probably count them on one hand so uh i distinctly remember looking at a map of the us and 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 thinking about what we do now joseph i mean this is comical but uh looking at a map and thinking right um you know, I'm being recruited by Michigan and looking to see where Michigan's is on the map, mm-hmm. and I'm being recruited by this by this university in, in Texas. And okay, they must be warmer, so that seems like the right decision. Um, so, you know, unfortunately for me, uh, I mean, that could have ended up in a number of ways, but fortunately for me, it was it, it was the perfect fit. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that Waco, Texas, was the you know the be all and end all of locations. But for me, I wanted to study hard. I wanted to play hard. I, uh, you know, wanted to make sure that I squeezed every ounce of opportunity um, from the experience. Uh, I had fantastic teammates, a great coaching staff and a really supportive university environment. And I couldn't have a four year experience. Of course, I know. And, and play hard and work hard. That's exactly what you did. I'm about to brag about you for a little bit, and it won't be the first time. You went on to be a four-time All-Big 12 selection um, you know, on the court. Then you also had four-time academic honors, uh, number two in doubles in the ITA. You reached a ranking of number 54 in singles. 
you earned a conference title in 2000. I mean, you you really were uh, an exemplary student athlete. Um, you know, for all the listeners and all our athletes athletes out there, what do you tell them? You know, what does it take to be a star student athlete? A lot of patience, I would say. I mean, it's a long road, uh, and and you know, being in a high school or at university, um, you know, it, that's not the only time you'll learn things. It's not the only time you'll be a student. You'll, you're hopefully you're a student your entire life. You're, you're continuing to uh, strive to be better at things and learn things and and um, gain mentors um, and soak soak up as much as you can. So, uh, I think. You know, it's it's a pathway, as we call it, and it's a step on the journey, and we hope it's a long journey. Um, I, th- I think the biggest thing about it is is actually following your passions. Um, and it, it sounds, uh, I guess, a little bit like a, a bit of a throwaway comment, but, you know, finding what you're passionate about doing and really focusing on that and, and um, uh, committing to that path, uh, you know, we generally talk about passions in the academic area uh, with Aussie Athletes Agency or Kiwi Athletes Agency, um, but certainly this this can be in any aspect of life. So uh, follow your passions, you know, make sure that they're central to any decisions that you're making, uh, and then find out as much as you can about your options. Uh, I think that was really the motivation behind starting the agency was to make sure that people had fantastic information so they could make the best decisions that suited their personal needs. No, that's really well said. Uh, That's something I really uh, admire about your your path in your life that I've noticed is um, you have a real passion for giving back uh, and you've done some amazing things and we'll touch on those things. Um, I mean, some really like truly inspiring work. Um, question for you now is that, you know, you, you've been a coach, you've also been a player in the NCAA from your time in the NCAA as a player and coach to now, what have you seen, uh, like in the massive growth, what is the number one factor that you've seen that has grown the most? Uh, for college sport? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think, and, and this is a, uh, a contradiction of sorts, but the level of professionalism. I mean, obviously, college sport is a is an amateur competition, but that's not how it's approached uh, in terms of the the significant amount of, of funding that it goes into. Um, you know, making sure that student athletes, coaches, administrators have a great experience, and it's it's a wonderful product. Um, I, I think uh, you know the the, the amount of uh, I guess attention it gets. Uh, certainly, these days it's a much smaller world. Uh, you're always on the internet. Things are being live streamed, uh, so everyone's a lot closer to the action. Uh, and to a large degree, the cutthroat nature, particularly of college coaching. And when I was coaching in the U.S., and and I was insanely fortunate to have the experiences that I did professionally over there, um, and the mentors that I was able um, to spend some time with, you know, a John Whitlinger at Stanford, and a Dick Gould, and a, a Matt Canole at Baylor, and a Sam Winterbottom, um, you know, and, and these guys have continued to thankfully uh, play a, a large role um, in my life ongoing. Um, you know, the, the system is set up to provide uh, 
opportunities for people to maximise, you know, their skill set. Mm-hmm. And so for me, playing such an individual sport coming out of juniors and going into such a team environment that is US college sport, it was just a massive eye-opener mm-hmm. in what was possible. And so I said about really, and, and Joseph, you know this with our team, is that um, everything I've done from that moment on, I've certainly done um, you know, as part of a team. That's what I enjoy. I, I, I strongly believe that's how you have the biggest impact, is by getting a group of like-minded people together and striving for that, that same goal. Um, and at the essence of it all, it's really to help people, you know, to make sure that, that we're um, assisting them on their journey. Right. No, that's amazing. Uh, and you, you've certainly done that. And, you know, as Athletes Agency as a whole, providing the opportunities that, you know, we were able to experience um, and educate them on that. Uh, even further, you've gone on and done a lot of work giving back, um, you know, with Return Serve. Uh, which is something that I find amazing. I uh, did a little bit of research on it. It's an organization that you know you give free coaching uh, offered to many groups. You know, refugees, immigrants, low-income housing uh, groups, handicapped. Talk a little bit um, about that experience and what it means for you to give back to your community. You're making this easy for me, Joseph. You, you, you're giving me topics that I could talk all day on. Um, listen, Return Serve is a massive passion project for me. And, and really, it came about uh, when I came back to Australia from the US. Um, I, I was lucky enough to be involved with a program when I was at Stanford called EPAT, East Palo Alto Tennis and Tutoring. Uh, now, you know, Dick Gould and Dave Higaki and those guys, if you're listening, you know, you know, I, I certainly thank you for showing me um, what a vehicle um, for positivity sport can be. And I, I think coming back to Australia, I, as you know, I uh, spent some time with Tennis Australia uh, as a national coach and I saw opportunities where we could help those fledgling professionals understand the importance of giving back uh, and the importance of sport, not just as a profession, um, but also as a tool um, for good and for change. So Return Serve, um, you know, it it has been a a pleasure for me because, again, it's opened my eyes to the amount of people that, that are equally passionate about giving back, equally passionate about sport. Sport's such a great common language. It's a great connector. Um, so to overcome those barriers for inclusion, to make sure that, uh, you know, we're giving everyone uh, that opportunity for social connectivity uh, and return serve is, is that connector. So, you know, we have been, you know, delivering those sporting sessions for, uh, you know, about a decade now. Um, and uh, I, I can honestly say I've learned a lot more from the participants in those sessions uh, than I could ever give those participants. It's just a wonderful experience. No, it is. It's it's really inspiring. Um, you know, I watched an interview on you about you know talking about the whole thing, and you were talking about you know how sport, what sport has given you, particularly in tennis, and you know um, you know you went on to say that you know we don't know, you never know like how you can truly give back to what it's given to you. But I mean, what you've done there is uh, is really it's really great. I mean, that's 
that's uh, for me, that's giving back at the highest level um, and that it's full its effort and you're impacting many lives and just, you know, just in that. Uh, it's really, really cool to see. Um, and I really, yeah. I really and, and that's that. it's a it's a it's a great element of the U.S. system where there is an inbuilt um, uh, responsibility to your community. Uh, if you are afforded uh, the the benefits of being a student athlete, which are which are numerous, um, there's also an expectation. You know, not, you, you're not just an ambassador for your university, your coach, your team. Uh, you, you're also an ambassador for your community, you know, your greater community. So, being involved in programs like um, uh, Habitat for Humanity, um, uh, you know. Uh, you know, things like soup kitchens, um, and I'm sure you would have done it yourself in your college experience where they give you the opportunity to give back. And I think that's really important to tap into someone's passion for doing that, but you've got to give them, um, you know, you've got to open a door for them to be able to do it. No, of course. And yeah, you're, you're spot on. Um, I had experience working with the Global Down Syndrome Foundation, uh, and we would put on soccer clinics uh, for them. And uh, that was truly an amazing experience uh, in itself. Um, I have to thank my coach, Tony McCall, and even my other coach, uh, Ralph Lundy, uh, for giving us those opportunities because it really, uh, you know, it, it really humbles you and it teaches you, you know, how lucky you really are. And it's just, it's nice to get in the community and, you know, meet people and just give back to, you know, like you said, what the sport has given to you. Um, it's amazing work. Yeah. Well, Dave, you, you went on and you did many th many great things as a player in Baylor, and then you continued that, and you took it into the pro level, um, you know, and you even went as high as uh, competing in the Australian Open. Tell me, you know, what that experience meant to you and how you transitioned into coaching. I, I, I felt at the time uh, when I was close to graduating in Baylor that, uh, I had a responsibility to myself and, and, and also all the people that had sacrificed so much to get me to the to the level that I was, tennis-wise, to, to give the professional circuit a crack. Um, and uh, again, it, quite lucky, I was coming out uh, as a graduate um, and uh, I, I guess had a degree in my back pocket and I felt that freedom to be able to go and compete uh, and to train hard knowing that... Uh, I had created other options for myself educationally. So um, uh, very early on in my professional career, I uh, came across another college uh, tennis player who was someone that I actually spent some time with uh, through juniors in Australia named Peter Luchak. Now, Peter played at Fresno State around the same years that I did at Baylor. Uh, and he and I joined forces and uh, played doubles and... and uh, you know, we, we were pretty good together. So uh, I was certainly a better doubles player than singles. But, um, you know, week to week, it, it, it's not easy being, a, I guess, a professional anything, let alone a professional athlete. Um, but week to week, I was, you know, able to, to certainly cover my bills and uh, see a bit of the world and, and play the sport that I loved and, um, I guess, test myself against some, some great athletes. Uh, and then from there, it, um, I, I guess uh, I had a dilemma, really. I was offered a job to go back into the U.S. and, and to coach 
at a at a great university, um, one that I actually played against during my my college playing days. Um, kind of right at the at the peak of what I was doing professionally, um, and um, I made a decision to go back, and and um, it's uh, you know I was in Australia at the time, I was travelling a little bit. Um, my, my girlfriend at that stage, my now wife, was back in the U.S. and completing nursing school, and um, it uh, you know it made sense for me to go and, and take that opportunity. So I went back and, and and took a position at the University of Colorado, the Buffaloes. Uh, certainly, in terms of location, you know, phenomenal place in the world. Yeah, uh, in fact, the people. The people of Boulder will hate me for this, but it, it is certainly the best kept secret in the U.S. Um, they don't want the secret to get out. Just um, you know, the scenery, uh, you know, the people, uh, the university, just a just an amazing spot. And so, I spent a couple of years there uh, working under Sam Winterbottom, who continues to be you know a great friend and, and mentor to me. Um, and uh, my wife actually came over and at that stage we weren't married but she came out of nursing school she, she was actually a, a volleyball player at Baylor that's where we met mm-hmm. and um, uh, she got a job at the University of Colorado Hospital in Denver so we were living there for a few years uh, and I was cutting my teeth in the coaching ranks and and believe me when I say I you know I think as, a, as an athlete you go into coaching thinking oh yeah I've been a you know, part of this sport and I, I feel like I'm you know, starting ahead, so, so to speak. Um, but you really start from, you know, you start from ground zero because uh, there's so much to learn about coaching and building relationships and communicating effectively. And um, I guess, um, you know, having shared goals and, and, and managing people and the list goes on. And, and, you know, I was a novice. I was a complete novice at those things. So, was really lucky to get that opportunity, spend a few years there. Uh, and then um, uh, Stanford had a position open uh, during my second year at CU. And uh, I was flown out and and uh, Sonny, my wife, was flown out as well. And we went out to meet the coaches out at Stanford. John Whitlinger and his, uh, his wonderful wife, Jan, um, you know, I spent a weekend with them and learning a bit about the farm and, you know, the, the, the wonderful tradition of excellence, not just the tennis program has, but, but also the university. Um, and learned a bit about the San Francisco Bay Area and uh, we decided to move out there. So uh, that was going back a fair way now. That was uh, in 2004. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was, a, it was another insight into a different environment, but certainly... Uh, you know what I would call it, and it, you know correctly call a high-performance environment. You know, there every opportunity that you could possibly want as an athlete uh, is at Stanford. Um, and I mean, I, I, I say to people, people ask me a lot about Stanford because it's uh, uh, you know one of the quote-unquote brand-name universities, uh, and I loved it. It, it was a, it, it's a phenomenal place, but. It's it's not necessarily the right place for everyone. Mm. I think it's uh, it, it's it's a great place. It will test you. There are certain uh, you know obviously academic standards and athletic standards, um, but there's a different demographic at each university, and there are different strengths and weaknesses. And Stanford certainly has those. 
So after spending uh, three years there, um, and, and again, trying to just soak up as much knowledge as I could from the, the, the wonderful coaches and administrators around me, um, I then uh, was speaking with, uh, who turned out to be another college tennis friend who was then uh, working back in Australia regarding a position um, that was back in my home state in Queensland. Um, and a lot of people say you, you don't leave Stanford, you know, I mean, I, I distinctly remember letting them know uh, that I was going to take this position back in Australia and uh, they didn't have an exit interview process <laughs> because no one really leaves. Um, and for me, it came down, people still ask me why, why I left, people that are in the know in the US. And I basically say, listen, for me, it wasn't about Stanford. Um, it, it, it was really about not being comfortable making the decision I felt that to, to never come home again. Mm. Um, you know, Australia was still home. And if I wasn't willing to take a national coaching position in my home country, I was basically admitting I wasn't coming home again. Um, and I wasn't ready to do that. And that's, that's really why I made that choice. And again, Sonny, was unbelievable during that phase, just so brave. And we were, we were very recently married um, at that stage and uh, just just basically said, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's go on the adventure. Let's, let's keep growing and learning and, um, you know, go and do our best. No, it's, it's, it's a definitely an amazing opportunity. You, if, I, if I'm correct, it was the National Academy that you, is that the opportunity that you are talking about in Brisbane? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it, it was, um, I mean, it had, uh, the, the landscape of tennis had changed quite a lot. Uh, I did feel a responsibility, I suppose, in the vein of giving back to go back to my home country and, and give back to the sport that had afforded me all the, uh, the opportunities that I'd had up to that point. So, um, you know, going back, uh, you know, coming back home and, and being involved in tennis and, and the, the governing body of tennis was, um, you know, a, a proud moment for me um, and feeling like I could make a difference, hopefully. No, and you, you absolutely did. I mean, you, you worked with many great athletes in the National Academy producing around, you know, over 40 national champions you had over 30 australian representatives um you know some really amazing work uh with the national academy you're getting to work with you know the the upcoming and you know talented uh tennis players in your in your home you know, your home uh country which is amazing um yeah, just, you know, being able to give back and it's, it's really a small world. You touched on, you know, being in Boulder. And, and as you know, I, I spent time uh, my first two and a half uh, seasons playing at Regis University, not too far from Boulder. And uh, you're right, like Boulder is uh, that, you know, the best kept secret um, in the States. I mean, for me, Colorado is that place that I just always want to come back to. Um, when I get back to the States, it's, it's like a second home to me. Um, and you know, I, I totally can relate about, you know, when you left Stanford and you, you felt, you know, a little bit of a, a fear that you would never return home if you didn't do it at that moment. And, 
yeah, you know, it's a it's a big thing on my list as well to sometime down the road to be able to give back all these experiences that I'm having from New Zealand to now Germany uh, and whatever is ahead of me to take that back home and, you know, give back what I've learned and give back what the sport has given me. Yeah, and that's a great mindset to have. I, I, I think, uh, you know, if, it, if everyone has that giving mindset, I think we, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly... Uh, we're living in a better world, so um, yeah, that's that's great to hear. Awesome. And then you know, you I want uh, I really want to hear about your experiences with the World University Games. This is a really interesting uh, event that you you often go to and you have the opportunity to coach. Um, you know, it, from from what I could uh, gain, it it looks like you know you're taking some of the top co- uh, college tennis players from Australia and you're going and competing against all these other countries. Um, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. It's, it's a phenomenal event. Absolutely world-class. Uh, it's the second largest, uh, sporting event and, and, uh, um, you know, culmination of, 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 uh, of sport in the world outside of the summer Olympics. So, uh, for me, being able to represent Australia uh, is always something special, wearing that green and gold, walking into an opening ceremony and a closing ceremony in a, in a large stadium that's packed to capacity and um, being a part of that atmosphere uh, is certainly something I'll never forget. Uh, I was at Stanford when I first heard about the World University Games or the Universiade and I um, uh, was fortunate enough to be picked as a coach for that event for Australia and um, that allowed me to I guess get in touch with all the Australian athletes that were in the US college system because at least in our sport at that time um, all the best students that were still playing the game were, were certainly in the US and I imagine it's, it's the same across a lot of different sports um, so to acknowledge their efforts in the US, even though they are away from Australia, I think sometimes those efforts go um, unrecognised, unfortunately. There's a lot of student-athletes that are achieving amazing things uh, in the US, but because they're so far away from home, uh, people don't always hear about it. So for me to be able to acknowledge that with a, a national team selection and then uh, give them that opportunity was something really special and continues to be for me. Uh, so Bangkok was the, the first university yard that I went to back in 2007. Uh, the last one was in, was in Italy, which was about this time last year, in fact. Um, and uh, uh, it was amazing for anyone that was listening. And, and we were actually really lucky as an agency. We had a lot of athletes. A lot of our, uh, of our athletes were actually there. Uh, Aussie Athletes Agency and Kiwi Athletes Agency. Um, so it was a lot of fun. We kind of had a, a bit of a team you know, amongst the team there, and uh, the 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 athletes' uh, um, accommodation were two cruise ships, uh, and I'd never been on a cruise ship before this, and, and we certainly didn't leave port. But it was just a, a wonderful experience to be uh, on on such a, a big vessel with you know almost ten thousand athletes, um, all uh, competing in different events. Uh, all at the peak of their powers, but also equally uh, for breakfast, lunch and dinner, uh, we were able to uh, mix in with other athletes and other coaches and other administrators. So from a sporting perspective, it was an awesome opportunity to learn. 
Oh, yeah. No, that's amazing. I mean, that's what the sport is about. It's an international language in itself. Uh, and you get to hear about everybody else's background in, in tennis uh, and whatever sport it may be, depending on uh, people's events. And, you know, you it's, it's great to, you know, take away from what you learn from them and bring it into your own uh, routine or whatever it may be, coaching, playing. Um, so well, yeah, what, definitely, what? definitely, definitely a unique experience, and it's amazing that you get to take even our own athletes from athletes agency to something like that. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was wonderful. I actually got to to uh, coach against um, uh, some other college coaches that were doing the same things for their home countries. <laughs> so um, it, it was a, it was a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, and I really hope to be involved uh, when it comes around next year. No, I'm sure you will. It's uh, um, you know. You're, you're, you're quite the advocate for it and, um, you know, you've done a lot of amazing work, so it's, it's definitely well-deserved. Um, you, you mentioned how, you know, in the team of, uh, you know, you had a team within a team of, uh, you know, athletes from Athletes Agency. Um, you know, something now that would be really great to hear is, you know, how did Athletes Agency come about uh, for you? Uh, give the listeners, you know, a little bit of a background of, where it all started and how it began, uh, began and, you know, because it's grown massively uh, to, you know, the point that it is at now. Um, and so it's, it's really important to, you know, everyone to know, you know, how it came about and, you know, when did it get, uh, officially get started? Yeah, so uh, really, I suppose, like, like most things, I, I guess it was somewhat of a coincidence. Um, Years ago, uh, obviously, working with Tennis Australia in, in the capacity I spoke about earlier, I uh, got to know Sandon Stolle really well, who, you know, we had a similar position. Um, and um, Sandon and I are very like-minded, and uh, we both went through the, the U.S. college pathway. Sandon played at Texas Christian University or TCU, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and. and you know, my experience was at Baylor just down the road in Texas. And so we would speak about it often. We were at a lot of events. Uh, and at that stage in our careers, our job was to provide opportunities for those that were tracking to be professional players, which, as you can imagine, isn't a lot of players. You know, tennis is a difficult sport to earn a living from. And as, as you know, a lot of other sports are. Uh, and so we would talk frequently about the people that weren't going to make a living from playing the sport. So, and, and what we could be doing for them as well as a sport, making sure that we still provided opportunities for, you know, all the participants or at least as many of them as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and at that stage, that, that wasn't a large part of my role. A large part of my role was to make sure that, um, you know, those players that, uh, you know, have since gone on to represent Australia in Fed Cup and Davis Cup, you know, continued to track in that direction. Uh, and so those conversations between Sandon and I kind of grew and, and Sandon uh, uh, founded Aussie Athletes Agency not long after. Um, and it wasn't long after that where I joined him. And so uh, we, we started teaming up and it was our goal to make sure we educated people. That, that, that was the, the, the one and only goal, um, to make sure we got better information out there for people that were more educated and, again, to make better decisions. Uh, we felt like there was a gap in knowledge, not just with 
parents um, and and athletes, student athletes, but also with coaches and, and potentially some governing bodies about what opportunities the US pathway could provide that were either being ignored or just were not known about. So we set about doing a, a lot of seminars um, on the phone a lot, in person a lot, with high schools and sporting bodies, um, even down to just one-on-ones with families, you know, in living rooms. Uh, and, and I still to this day really enjoy that aspect of what we do uh, because everyone's story is different. Everyone's looking for something unique, something that's tailored for them. And um, fortunately for us, uh, being in the space we're in with so many opportunities of, of, uh, of varying um, uh, you know, locations and size and weather and, and styles of coaching and facilities and you know, degrees that are offered and all the things that, you, Joseph, you and I you know, and the other team members of ours speak about so frequently, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're really confident that there are opportunities that meet everyone's needs it's just about understanding that individual um, in greater depth and making sure that we do our due diligence in matching that individual up with the opportunity and the and the experiences that are tailor-made for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that has shown from the beginning to now. Um, and, you know, something that, you know, what I love about Athletes Agency so much is that it's a very personal process. We're, we're much different than... A lot of the other companies out there, um, you know, we're very personal in the process. Not only do we have a very personal relationship with the athlete and the families uh, through, you know, getting them to the states, but also while they're at the state, while they're in the states, and even afterwards. Um, so it's truly amazing when I speak to all our athletes on this podcast to hear, you know, every single one of them, you know, says, "Look, oh, I love how you know, I can always just call up Dave, or I can always call up Dora, or I can always call up Beck," and uh, you know, you know, just if I have anything I need, they're right there for me. Um, and they, you know, feel like they, they feel like they feel like, and they do have that really close personal connection with all of us. Um, so it's it's amazing. I'm, I'm particularly, yeah. I mean, I, I like you and I can hear it in your voice. I'm really proud of that. Uh, I, you know, I listen to the other podcasts and, and, you know, hear Grace's story and George and, and Kyra and, and, um, uh, you know, it, it just, Rosie Munro, it's wonderful to hear, you know, her, her folks. And I, I think uh, Susan as well was on there. Mm-hmm. And I, I listen to those stories and I think back to when I first met them and uh, the journey that they've been on. And, and, and in a way, we get to go on as well mm-hmm. um, with them and, and watch them grow and, and kind of, uh, yes, we're on the sidelines and, um, you know, hopefully we're not bugging them too often by, you know, checking in and seeing how they're going. But those are the aspects that I love most about what we do, um, you know, to get a call uh, from one of them to say, hey, Dave, you know, I, I got a 4.0 this semester or, hey, listen, I'm thinking about changing my major or, uh, you know, I just made all conference or whatever it is. Um, I, I live for those calls. I live for those connections. And, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful that, that we get to go along on that journey with them. No, yeah, it, it's it's almost like you're living through them uh, because we've been in their, their shoes before and we've done what they've done. So, uh, and that college experience is truly a special, special experience. Um, it's unlike anything else in the world. 
and you know to be able to meet somebody from you know Australia, New Zealand, wherever it may be, and you know educate them on the system, and then you know give them the confidence to take that leap into the U.S. Um, and then you see them when they get there and they they thrive on it. It's truly a um, it's a great feeling. It's an unbelievable feeling to see them you know thrive and you know find themselves in a new environment, something that is scary and daunting for them because, you know, they are coming from across the world. And I think for us too, and you would have felt this as well with the student athletes and the families that that you've worked with is when you get to know them as well as we like to get to know them kind of before driving the recruitment process, you truly understand where they're coming from. And then to make a comparison you know, of where they come, they've come from to where they are, um, it, it just uh, just just really floors me. You know, and to think about Rosie Monroe and 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 where she grew up, uh, and then you know where she, you know the fact that she's in Indiana and she's experiencing what she's experiencing, and um, you know probably for her teammates, it's really hard to imagine um, where she's come from. You know, yeah. or you know. Grace Convo the same, Kyrie Yap, um, you know, George Wall, um, you know, just, uh, it's it just such an achievement for, for those, uh, not just student athletes, but their families. You know, I, I think, I know we say it all the time that, um, you know, it's pivotal that the, the parents are supportive and positive through this process, but um, truly without them, uh, you know, being supportive and, and um, being involved, uh, you know, their, their son or daughter would not have the success that they're having, would not have the opportunities that they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being being able to get to know them as well throughout, and, and as you would know, nine times out of ten, our conversations, certainly during the, the recruitment phases and, and some of those trickier moments, are with the parents. And uh, and I and I think largely at that stage because they realise how pivotal it is and potentially their son or daughter doesn't at that stage later on they do, um, but I encourage any of those parents that are listening to this uh, to to I guess reach out to other parents that have experienced this pathway and understand you know what it's like to have uh, their son or daughter in the US going through this um, and it's all good. You know, I, I think that's important to say. It's there are challenges along the way. Um, you may hear all these great stories, um, and certainly, uh, you know, they will overshadow any any poor experiences um, over time. But uh, there are challenges, you know, and it's important to have a support structure and people that you can turn to to help you through those challenges. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you know. Uh, you're spot on, you know, speaking about, you know, the sacrifices that parents make, um, you know, without that, you know, we would not, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing today. Uh, many of our athletes wouldn't be where they are. I mean, it is truly amazing to hear uh, from, you know, Rosie Monroe and uh, Genevieve uh, Whitehead, uh, two rowers who come from crazy rural areas with no water around them. And then, uh, the parents make that sacrifice to send them to Brisbane on the coast. And from there, they find a, a love and passion and rowing. And then now they get to go and take that to the States. And they're competing at wonderful schools like Wisconsin and Indiana. I mean, what a story. And you know, and it's a testament to their high schools also. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, and if it was, it was, it's great to be able to give back to all these families, and you know, you get to really form a connection with all of them uh, along the way, and it truly is amazing to see what each kid that we represent along the process, what their goals are when they get there and what they become at the end of the process. I think that is um, amazing to hear. I've talked to many of our athletes through the process and I've heard some amazing things. You know, Rosie wants to be a veterinarian. Uh, I talked to Emmy Watterson yesterday. She wants to go into psychology and, you know, work at a clinic one day. Um, and, you know, it, the list just keeps going uh, and all these important goals. And uh, it's really cool to look back, to be able to look back at all the athletes you've represented and we continue to represent and what they will accomplish in the future. Well, it's, it, it really is our, our greater family. Our community, again, is something we're really proud of and um, we, we really encourage everyone to stay involved and, and, and hopefully be there as a, a port of call. You know, the, the larger our community grows, the better information gets out there, the more support there is um, and the more understanding. Uh, so, you know, to hear that you're chatting with Emmy, I mean, it brings a smile to my face. I mean, what, what a fantastic uh, college career she's had so far, you know, still still some way to go. Um, but but equally, you know, her brother Andy and, um, you know, you mentioned Jen Whitehead as well and Ash and, um, you know, just great families who are insanely supportive of, of their kids and, um, you know, become fans. Uh, gee, I, I can picture Rosie Munro in a pair of Indiana uh, checkered overalls right now. And I, you know, just, just all that kind of passion that comes out. Um, but, but equally, I, I like to, uh, I guess, pay uh, a particular thanks to their high schools, mm. you know, and, and, and certain um, people and, and teachers and heads of sport that have been really supportive as well. I mean, we're, we, we can't do it alone. You know, we rely on, on being able to work uh, with their teams up to that point um, to, to gain more knowledge about who they are and what they're about. Um, and so, you know, for those, for those rowers, um, you know, for Emmy, I mean, I, I think of Brisbane Grammar and I think of Somerville House and I, um, I think of, of Stuart Home and St Margaret's, uh, you know, it, it just it, it, high schools that understand and respect, um, you know, th those higher learning opportunities for their student athletes um, and realise that that uh, they are there to prepare them for that next step. I think that's critical. I mean, I think their sporting bodies as well, really fortunate at the moment that we are, uh, you know, we work with different sporting bodies, as you know, um, and all have their, their strengths. Um, but recently have done a seminar series with Softball Australia and, um, you know, their community is just really passionate about making sure that they, they help each other and, and, um, you know, they make sure that th those opportunities are unearthed for them to continue to play, stay involved in the sport, whether it's at an elite level or administrative level, level or even as a social player, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's about giving them the opportunity to figure that out. Um, you know, and you, you touched on it earlier with your you know personal playing career. It's not like you're – it's not a backup option. It's just keeping all options open. Um, so, Correct. you know, that's a really, that's a really great mindset to have about it and a very open mindset, which is also really important for 
everyone that's going to go into these kind of opportunities going to say it's important to keep an open mind and stay driven and focused. And that's what we always tell our athletes. And actually, you know, when I do get to speak to them, uh, one of the things I always ask at the end is, you know, um, you know, what's, you know, four things to bring to the States. And a lot of them answer with an open mindset. I actually found that so amazing for them to come out and say something like that. It means they, had a great education from not only us, but also their families and their schools. And uh, I mean, what an amazing answer to give from, a, you know, a, you know a kids, you know, that's, a, that's really amazing to hear. I, I agree with you. I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast and, and well done to you for, for, for putting your time and effort into doing this. I think it, it's just been a wonderful addition to what we do. And I know so many people that have enjoyed it and shared it. And and, and I know, Joseph, you'll do this at the end, but please jump on and, and be a part of the community, like it, share it, uh, you know, follow the podcast. But listening to uh, the similarities in, in uh, some of the stories now, even though, you know, we've got student-athletes from such varied backgrounds heading into the, the U.S. college system that has thousands of universities across, um, uh, you know, the U.S. and different environments, different sports, uh, but there are those commonalities with their experiences in that they are learning how to be a better ambassador for not just their, their team, but their coach and their university and, and making people around them better as part of a team environment and performing under pressure. Um, not to mention, you know, being great with time management skills. You've got so much on your plate as a, as a college student athlete. Um, so those are the aspects that I think really uh, provide an exceptional platform for success beyond college. Uh, we frequently hear feedback uh, from our graduates when they they their sporting career is over, whenever that may be, and they they turn their attention to their next career, um, which thankfully they prepared for through this pathway, and they get opportunities that they wouldn't. Uh, they didn't think they would get simply because they have a point of difference in their path. They've, um, you know, taken a chance to, to a degree, uh, but been challenged, really taking themselves out of, you know, a comfort zone of sorts and put themselves into a highly competitive structure um, where they're tested every minute. And uh, that builds strength. And, you know, worldwide companies and, you know, uh, employers really want to tap into uh, those skills that have been honed through up to four years of U.S. college sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Dave, something that I would love to hear is when you, when you began this process uh, with Athletes Agency, you said the main goal was just to educate. Did you ever see it growing to what it is now? I, initially, no. I, I, uh, I, you know, we really went about it to uh, talk with people to find out what the um, the level of understanding was, and I guess we were pretty shocked uh, at that stage. And when, 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 as you and I both know, and a lot of others now, uh, when these opportunities exist and they're just just amazing, amazing experiences, um, to know that some people aren't aware of them to begin with. And, and certainly not aware of how to um, achieve them uh, was astounding to me. So uh, that's why we focus so much on education. We figured, well, 
this isn't about actually uh, getting people there. In, in essence, the the product is is amazing. It's more about just letting people know it's there. Um, and so, and from there, I guess uh, you know you come across other people that have similar passions, um, and you start to form teams. And when you start to form those teams, uh, you know, really great things start to happen and things start to blossom. And I guess we're able, because we have a larger team now, um, we're really focused on keeping the individualized nature of what we do. But equally, we want to make sure that we educate more people. So uh, having uh, the team that we do now allows us to be in front of more people um, and to make sure that, uh, you know, there are more families uh, and student athletes making educated decisions. Absolutely. And you've done such a great job in, in that, um, you know, what you started with such a simple uh, mindset has grown into something really special. And not only have you done it with athletes agency, you've done it with, um, you know, return serve your coaching endeavors, your playing endeavors. You, um, you know, when I, you know, when I asked you to get on the show and uh, I know we, we, we often talk and, you know, uh, I, I've through, through the years of, you know, working alongside you, I've gotten to learn about you, but really I kind of dove in deep here and, um, you know, really it's still, there's, there was still more to learn about you and you've done amazing things. And, uh, you know, since ever since I joined Ath uh, Athletes Agency, it's been a pleasure uh, not only working alongside you, but, you know, learning from you, uh, you have so much to give back and you're, you know, all the athletes that I speak, uh, speak with as well that have worked with you, they all say it. And it's so true. Um, you know, you, you really do care about every single individual and you put your full effort into everything that you do. Um, and it's, it makes our jobs a lot easier. It makes for the athletes, their process to getting to the States a lot easier. And uh, it's truly something to look up to. Um, so Dave, I really you know, want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you share your journey and for me to even continue to learn more about you. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to continue working alongside you uh, as a coworker, also as a friend and a mentor. And, um, you know, I'm excited for, you know, what's more to come in the future. Thanks, Joseph. I really appreciate your time and your efforts with this in, 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 in what has become a, a, a really exciting thing. I look forward to the new episode each week. Um, I, I guess it'll be a little bit of a different listen when I'm, I'm, I'm listening to myself this week, but, uh, you know, I look forward to now knowing you've spoken with Emmy and, um, you know, you've spoken with Jen and Ash and, and, uh, you know, I, I really do look forward to this. It's a, it's an opportunity for me to, um, be reminded of the, uh, you know, the, the good that we do, um, and to be motivated to do a better job each and every day. Absolutely. All right, Dave. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Take care. Bye-bye. Wow, what a great conversation with Dave. Um, really informative and um, just interesting to hear about all his endeavors that he's gone on uh, throughout the years. Um, like I said, he's Mr. College Sports. He knows this like the back of his hand. And he's super passionate about it. And that's what makes Athletes Agency work. Um, so I want to thank Dave for taking the time out of his day for coming on. 
I want to thank you all, you listeners. Um, as Dave said in the episode, yes, please follow us on Instagram. Follow the podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Aussie Athletes Agency and at Kiwi Athletes Agency. Uh, you can follow these accounts to get more up-to-date information about what our athletes are accomplishing uh, in the classroom, on the field, all these things. Uh, you also follow the podcast, Athletes Agency International Podcast. It's available on all platforms, you name it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, it's on there. So uh, please continue to share the word, spread these episodes around, and uh, thank you for tuning in. See you next week.